Hey there, this is Dr. P and I'm actually coming to you from my car as my husband drives me to the airport because I am getting on a flight to go see a client for an emergency situation. This is the kind of work that we do here at the Smallholder Food Business Development Institute because we are actually all about wealth creation and community and sometimes that means responding to emergencies. And so uh, because we are about wealth creation and emergency, we're actually going to bring you an encore presentation of the podcast this week all about how food safety is about wealth creation. And so listen up, it's actually one of our most popular episodes, and we will be back with our regularly scheduled podcast uh, next week. Uh, Thanks so much, everybody, for understanding, and if you have an emergency, I can be there for you, too. Just get in touch with us. Thanks, guys. Welcome to the Smallholder Food Business Development Institute podcast, where we are building profitable food businesses, one product, one process, one thought at a time. Now here's your host, Dr. Michelle Fannin-Steele. Hello, foodpreneurs, and welcome. I am so excited to be doing this episode. I have been doing so much thinking about this topic that we're talking today about food safety and wealth creation, and I just cannot wait to share it with you. So buckle up buttercups because this is going to be amazing. You know, I was talking with a client about scaling their business earlier this month and I knew if they did just this one thing, it would make all the difference. You see, I'm an entrepreneur too. I built Dirigo Food Safety and the Smallholder Food Business Development Institute from scratch using the skills I learned as an army veterinarian. I know what it's like to be passionate about solving hard problems because I work with clients on these problems every day. That's why I bounce out of bed in the morning. I love it so much. And it's clients like the one I was referencing above. Now, I'm not going to reveal any names. If you work with me, you know I don't talk about who my clients are. But let's call them Yabberliner. They are great people and they work super hard on sourcing, on their recipes, on their process, and on understanding and meeting client needs. But they landed in my lab because they failed to take food safety into account when they were building their business. Sure, they did like a lot of the necessary food safety stuff, but not a whole lot of it and almost nothing was written down. And now it's time for them to grow and scale and they they are stuck revisiting all the costs and all the decisions about food safety that really they should have made years ago. And why is that? Because when you plan for food safety in your business, you plan for wealth creation. Most people see food safety planning as a cost center and a pain in the butt, but I totally disagree. You know, normally we divide our work mentally in our head into the stuff we really like to do and the stuff we do so we can get to the stuff we really like to do. And looking around at the advertisements, that's all you see. Accounting, HR, banking, it's all drudgery getting in the way of building your dreams. Well, what if it isn't? What if the small things that you do in your business every day, like HR and accounts payable, are the path to wealth and not obstacles to it? What if it was possible 
that food safety processes build wealth in your organization, not extract money. They build procedures that a future investor will look on as an asset. Doing food safety well by accounting for the time, talent, and treasure that goes into it builds organizational knowledge and acumen. By budgeting for food safety, you'll experience financial benefits by really having a much more realistic cost structure. You'll frankly experience emotional benefits because you'll be telling yourself the truth. Standing in your truth creates wealth. And when you tell yourself the truth, it's a relief and you'll actually have less anxiety and you will sleep better. There is no substitute for the truth in your organization that food safety planning creates. And when you create truth, you create wealth. I see so many foodpreneurs just ache at the thought of ever having their businesses as a wealth creation tool. But isn't that why y'all started your business? To build something that lasts, to, to create food that tastes good and that makes a difference. Not really to slog through paperwork, eh? Well, it's that mindset is exactly what stands in the way of truth. The truth is, is that all your work is a choice and you don't have to do any of it. When you choose to do the work and you show up to your bookkeeping or to your food safety, you have the options of creating systems and mindsets that build wealth in your organization because you're not spending so much time arguing with yourself and, and, and feeling like it shouldn't be as hard as it is and why is this so painful. That's an exhausting conversation. What if we could have a different one? So then how does our company, Ya Berliner, go about standing in their truth? Let's say that they have cleared up their thinking and have decided that the path to wealth creation is through a third-party food safety audit because if they pass, they'll really land a huge account. And a good way to start to stand in truth is using the following guidelines I've created for my clients. So the first year you are in business, you are probably going to spend eight to 9% of either your total revenue or your build budget, whichever is higher, on creating and implementing food safety. All right, and if this is the, if you've had a business and this is the first year that you're doing it, budget eight to 9% for the, pro for the process. Next year, that cost will back off to like seven or eight percent of what's supposed to be a higher revenue number. At year three, it'll back off again by about one percent per year. But again, that's of higher numbers. So your total outlays on food safety are actually going to go up each year, even as the percentage goes down. Because the purpose of doing all of your systems well is to grow and scale your business and make more revenue and make more profit. Your number will probably plateau in the 2 to 4% range, depending on your product. A ready-to-eat product will be closer to 4%. A not-consumed raw product will be closer to 2%. So our company that we're talking about, Yaber Liner, has really not been making these investments. And they've been spending about 2% each year on food safety, which now they really have to recognize is a case of deferred costs. 
Much like a facility with deferred maintenance costs, they have built a backlog of food safety tasks that need attention. And what does that look like? Well, Yaverliner is three years old, and let's pretend they've had the following total revenues. So in year one, they went out the gate super strong. They already had a really big following. They were coming out of an incubator kitchen, and they had $500,000 in revenues. In year two, they had $540,000 in revenues, and in year three, they had $577,800, okay? And now it's year four. They've created buzz. They've created a name for themselves even bigger than when they were coming out of the incubator kitchen. And big, beautiful, harmony, big box store would like to carry them. But to get in the door, they need to pass an SQF audit. So what can they expect to be spending on food safety? Well, if you do the math and you multiply 9% times 500,000, 8% times 540,000, and 7% times 577,800, you'll get 128,646. Now, they've spent maybe some of that, but certainly not all of it, and definitely they haven't spent north of $100,000. And that 128,646 doesn't even include year four spending, which will probably be close to $36,000. So right there, the company is looking at close to between 150 and $165,000 to <coughs> completely bring the facility, the management team, and the employees up to speed to pass an audit. And of course now, Time is critical, and they want to do it in a year. And so Yad Berliner at this junction can do really one of two things. They can either give up, okay, and decide that this is not what they want to do, or they can step up. It depends on what they want to choose. If they want the account with Beautiful Harmony Big Box Store, well, they've got a press option too, and they're going to have to open their wallets and make sure that the money to fund is there. And what's all that money going to? Well, floor repairs is probably a good guess. I've never been in a facility that's been open for four years that doesn't need some floor help. Increasing and reorganizing storage is very common. Probably some new packing equipment as they scale up and have to pack more. But that really isn't all. Yabber Liner is now going to need to set aside a lot more of someone's time to do the work of putting together the food safety systems that can actually pass an audit. This is so much more than just putting a new floor on. It's writing, training on, and implementing SOPs. It's holding and evaluating management team meetings. It's writing a HACCP plan and validating it. If they are going to pass an audit in a year, then they need to have a minimum of a half full-time equivalent working on the food safety system documentation and execution. And yes, that is four hours a day. I know it is so much easier not to do this work. Every company looking to grow and scale needs to stand in their truth around passing a third-party audit. If you don't want to, that is okay. 
to budget for food safety costs to meet FDA or USDA, take all of those numbers that I did up above after year one and cut them by a quarter. So in year two, you'll spend five to 6% on food safety and go down from there. And notice that number isn't zero and it doesn't actually drop by much. And that's because the food safety that you need to put in place simply to meet government expectations is now not that far off from what the third party audits require. Folks, either way you choose, stand in your decision and drive forward to build the business that you were meant to build. Have an awesome week, foodpreneurs, and we look forward to seeing you next week on the podcast. You've been listening to Dr. Michelle Fannin-Steele on the Smallholder Food Business Development Institute podcast. We hope you loved the show. For more information and show notes, please find us at sfbdi.com. Thanks for listening.